Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. More than half of Irish teenagers have been asked by somebody to send sexually explicit pictures of themselves. This is according to a recent study from the DCU Anti-Bullying Centre. They found that nearly 45% of the participants, all aged between 15 and 18, had been frequently asked to send such images. A third of the respondents said they would received a sexually explicit image when they really didn't want to, with that number much higher amongst girls. That was 21.9% than boys, 75 now, Mairead Foodie, she's the lead author of the study. She said that the findings weren't a surprise because similar results have been seen internationally. But these figures will come as a shock to us parents, as this is something to be extremely concerned about. So how do we bring up this issue with our teens? What do we do if we find that our child has sent or received a sexually explicit image? Laura Erskine, our parenting expert, joins me on the line to discuss this. How are we doing, Laura? Hello, good morning. This is frightening. Very frightening. I saw this uh, the other day and uh, the uh, lead author on the on the study, um, Mary Mairead Foodie, she is really urging parents to d- bring this topic up. So I thought no better woman than yourself to have a chat about this. I'm very, very concerned by the findings of this. Yeah, and actually, I mean, aside from just the prevalence of it, as outlined in your intro there with all of those researchers, I'm sure lots of people are, are already shocked about is that actually one more stat, over half said they didn't tell anybody. Mm. And uh, then a further four in 10 said that they'd only tell somebody their own age, but they're not speaking to parents or older adults about it. And so that really underlines how important it is for parents to open the conversation about this before it's an issue um, so that they feel that they can talk to their parents about it even if they have been the victim of, uh, of of being coerced into sending an image of themselves or if they have received an unsolicited image, which amounts to sexual harassment yeah. um, from a, a partner or, or from a boy who's interested in them or somebody who just thinks it's, it's funny to do that kind of thing. Um, and to, to outline, actually, that this is, aside from, from um, the psychological effects and far-reaching 
uh, effects in terms of cyber bullying and how it might affect their life going forward, uh, participation in sports and in school and social activities. But also, there's a big legal implication involved here. It's against the law. Uh, it's as simple as that. The The Child Trafficking and Pornography Act said that if, if somebody under 17 creates, shares or even just receives a sexually explicit image, that it's illegal. And creating or sharing explicit images of young people can result in jail time, a fine, and offenders are automatically added to the sex offenders register for at least two and a half years. And there are no exceptions. And when you, no. you know, when you outline it like that, Laura, that's, you know, really hitting that point home that this is, you know, not just like a little giggle amongst friends. Isn't it all hilarious? This is a really, really serious issue. But how do we as parents bring this up? Because, you know, they're not coming to us, which as you outlined there, which is, you know, another frightening thing. It can be difficult to bring up the whole topic of sex with our children at the best of times. How can we start to broach this subject? The best way to do it is actually to use something like a news item like we have seen, uh, you know, today that that's come out from from DCU, uh, this research. And any parent will be able to access the full research by just doing a quick uh, Google search there for the DCU research on sexting and actually sit down and talk to them about it in practical terms. Now, this I say this. I mean, children are going to find it hard to understand this. Mm. So, you know, you will need to keep having the conversation with your child in an age-appropriate manner. So the conversation you have with a 13-year-old is going to be very different to the conversation you're having with your 16- or 17-year-old. Um, and that's not that's, that's down to the, the neuroscience element of things, as, as well as their, their uh, emotional maturity. Their brains aren't wired yet to understand risk. Uh, Their prefrontal cortex, which is the part uh, of their brain that's actually responsible for decision-making, risk-taking, problem-solving, and actually understanding the consequences of their actions. That's the last part of your brain to develop. And it's still under development until you're in your early 20s. So that means the children in their teens need help to make healthy decisions. And and need help to understand the possible consequences of any actions that they take. And and it's why we're here as parents, to provide those boundaries. And they're going to push against them because mm. they don't understand them. But but this is, is our role. And the real, the real key here is to keep having conversations, to talk about, you know, in basic terms, what's appropriate in, in the online world. It's, it's as simple as relating it back to the real world. You wouldn't walk down the road naked. Yeah. So therefore... You shouldn't put any image of yourself or another person online that's naked. You, you just, it, it, it's really bringing it back down to those basics. Your online behaviour should mimic anything that you would do in real life. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, you have to understand that, that there's a digital put, footprint out there. So these images, while they might be shared even in a healthy sexual relationship at maybe age 16, 17, where they're exploring what's going on hormonal-wise or sexuality, and they might think, well, it's okay, he's my boyfriend, she's Mm. my girlfriend. It's not, because that relationship is not going to last forever. You're not in a marriage here. Um, 
and even in a marriage I would question whether it should be done. <laughs> yeah and um, I mean like we all have to you know we've seen these horror stories you know about revenge porn stories that are coming out as well you know that are happening to people who are you know adults you know that this is happening to them uh, I mean Laura is it this saturation as well of you know celebrity culture you know um, uh, the, the shows like say Love Island this kind of culture where a lot of these people are famous for doing stuff like this so maybe teenagers think it's okay yeah, uh, exactly. And actually, it's to underline how it's not okay and, and how you cannot build a career on it. Um, and I think we're exposed to more sexually explicit and provocative images than ever before, even in terms of our favourite actresses and celebrities and pop stars, even in terms of what they wear. Mm. You know, like what Miley Cyrus might have worn to a, to a pop concert at age 14 or 15 being you know, sexually provocative. And so we need to monitor what kind of content our children are consuming. We need to point out when we see stuff that's just simply too much mm. to our children and say, actually, that's not okay. Or what do you think about that? Open the conversation. Make them feel like they can talk to you and give them a safe out. So if something really serious happens, that they're they're worried about, that they're scared about, they're scared maybe even they might get into trouble or they're deeply upset and depressed about, that they have a safe way to communicate with you. And, yeah. and I would suggest that actually you say, look, if ever there's something that you feel you can't talk to me about, text me or email me. You know, I mean, kids, if a teenagers today, they know how to use WhatsApp, they know mm. how to use a text message, send an email and 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 show them that actually... This is, you know, if you don't want me to get mad, I will love you no matter what. You know, that, that's, the, that's kind of the bond between a parent and a child. No matter what you do, I will always love you. I might be cross, but I will always love you and I will always help you no matter what. And it's having those open conversations. Then talking about, you know, consensual sexual behaviour, you know, what's okay, what's not okay, how you should never be coerced or bullied into doing something or sharing images online that uh, that you simply don't want to. But it's not, you're not going to get in with the cool crowd by doing yeah. that. And this you're is not the thing. going to make a boy like you by y- doing that. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's more often than not, and I, the results from this study will show this as well, it is the girls that feel the pressure. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the girls, uh, you know, that, that are, are, are sending these images or wanting to send the images, this kind of thing. What happens though, Laura, what should we do if the damage has already been done, if an image is out there? That's where uh, you need to get the police involved, quite simply. Um, and that's scary. That's scary for, for a, a child and a parent. But there's no other way of trying to limit that digital footprint other than getting the police involved. Mm. Um, And I know nobody wants anybody to get in trouble and children might think, well, I made a mistake. Do they really have to get involved? There are community police officers who will be able to advise parents even, you know, before we we start sharing, you know, names of people uh, and uh, and they will advise you as to how best to deal with it. But it is a crime. Um, and and in order to be able to get those images redacted, some kids think that, you know what, if I share it through Snapchat or some of these online app and social platforms, that they're only those images are only there for a second and then they're gone and they disappear yeah. and all that. That's not the case. People screenshot those images. Mm. People, they, you know, there are ways 
to for, for that image to still be circulating in the digital world. And the only way that we can get those images back from those social media platforms is by getting the police involved. And they have successfully been able to get social platforms to remove images from people's accounts, to delete accounts, to make that stuff go away. And ultimately, that's what your child wants you to do. Um, They want you to be the parent. They want you to be the responsible one. They want you to help them fix it. Um, And yes, they might get into trouble along the way, but it's it's never going to be as bad as as if they do nothing about it. And And it really is about, I suppose, giving your child the security that, you know, no matter what happens, um, that you will be there for them. You will have their back. What about uh, teenagers listening in? Because let's be honest, we've got all age groups listening in to us at the moment. What about teenagers listening in that might feel that pressure and feel that we, the adults, don't understand them or they're not going to fit in with their group? They're already isolated from friends at the moment. You know, so the online world is all they have. What should we say to them to to comfort them, I suppose, in, in terms of all of this? Uh, I mean, uh, and that's, that is the reality. You know, it is really quite, um, it is a quite a lonely place when you've been put in, in that position, when you've made a mistake, when you might be being bullied at the moment and you don't know how to talk to your parents about it. It's about finding another safe adult or mm. even finding that one friend who you can talk about it and ask them to help you to talk to your parents about it or to talk to another safe adult. We're all emailing our teachers at the moment because we're homeschooling. Your teacher will help you get through this if you feel that they're the safe adult that you could talk to. Is there an aunt? Is there an older cousin that you can talk to about it? But do talk to somebody. Don't let don't let the bullies get the better of mm. you. You know, um, that, that it's exactly what they want. They feel more powerful when you are in that vulnerable place. So you need to take back your power. And the only way you can do that is by talking to somebody else, by reaching out, by getting people around you to help you through this. And, um, there, you know, it's it's never as bad as it seems. Yeah, um, you can build it up in your head an awful lot more than, you know, and then when you get it out, the relief, the relief when you say something to, like this to somebody is, is you know, you can't uh, put a value on that. Absolutely. And if you feel you can't talk to somebody, send them a voice note, send mm. them an email, send them a text message, but do reach out to somebody and, and ask them to even help you to then reach out further again to a more responsible adult um, to help you navigate through this. Uh, it is, like you say, Sinead, it's, it's a problem shared, is a problem halved. And um, and that's what we really don't. We hear horror stories of children who, who feel so consumed, so depressed, uh, so helpless in these situations that they result to actions that are, are, are simply um, unthinkable. Uh, and you never, it's never that bad. It's no, it's never that bad. It's never that bad. Laura, as always, thank you so much for all of that great advice uh, today. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you.